This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. This is Betting Weekly Extra Time, Europa League and Europa Conference League edition. The playoff rounds for Europe's secondary and tertiary competitions. I had to look that up early today. I'm still not completely convinced it's a word might come from the urban dictionary but who knows they kick off on thursday 16 games for betters to get stuck into you with myself dan roebuck and returning rj steve wiss and will white this show is in profit for the season not by a lot but it's in profit and it's the sort of numbers that the weekly european show would only die for i can tell you that much ladies and gentlemen uh we now know steve the full lineup for the europa league um just a quick chat on the futures first up. Liverpool plus 225. I've been championing all season. You lot have been rubbishing me all season for this saying that they don't want to win it. Leverkusen plus 550. Will's on at plus 20 to 1. We're not allowing him to glow any more about that. Milan plus 900. Brighton plus 1200. West Ham plus 1400. Steve, thoughts? I'm just thinking about you going about primary, secondary, tertiary. And what's the one, what's the word for after tertiary? Because Quad- I'm, when I. Euro. Yeah, Quirr. I used to work at, when, I was at fo- <laughs> when I was at Football Radar. They used to, um, what part of my job as an analyst was to put down the positions for each player. So some players would be like secondary at left wing, even tertiary at left wing. Mm. And they brought in something daft where they were like beyond that. And I was like, well, what's the point there? I think I pretty much went out the door after fourth that because choice. I'm not going <laughs> to fourth choice in a certain spot. But anyway, so I'm going way off tangent here. Um, my thoughts. I know Nigel Seeley's massive um, on Liverpool now in the Europa League. He thinks that... Uh, yeah, Nigel listens to me. It's rare, that, it's rare that Nigel listens to me, but he does occasionally. Anyway, go on. He, he, he thinks that Jurgen Klopp wants the full set of uh, of honours before he leaves the club, which is, is not a bad point, I suppose. And I mean, Nigel also said to me on one of the reaction shows that they could play effectively near enough a second string and get to the semi-finals with the right sort of draw. So for the first time... Yeah, I probably do have to consider Liverpool a little bit more at, at plus two twenty-five. Uh, Dan, I forget. I've, I do have an outright now for the Europa League, don't I? Yes, you I, do. in, I think Lons, 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 yeah, who are plus yeah. three thousand, and you mm. uh, basically included them at plus four thousand. Well, value already, so mm. yeah, that's all I'll say there. Okay. Um, when it comes to the market, will the top of it only? Uh, Milan and Benfica of the top eight in the betting drop down from the Champions League. Does that tell us all we need to know about the also rounds in the Champions League and the fact, and we've mentioned this on the Champions League show, that the Europa League has got two in particular uh, stellar teams in it? Because usually we think, we, you know, when I asked you guys at the start of the season, who do you fancy? It's like, oh, you know, stroke of the chin. Let's wait to see who drops down from the Champions League here. Well, they've not really made that much of an impact in the market bar Milan. Yeah, the anomaly this year is Liverpool and Bayer should be in the Champions League. They are definitely Champions League quality, uh, quality teams. AC Milan and Benfica, decent sides dropping down. Um, Benfica at plus 2,000 is not the worst bet in the world. But yeah, Liverpool and Bayer are just really stand out here in this market. 
there has been one or two changes in terms of personnel in charge, RJ, of of one or two interesting teams. Roma are plus 1,600 here. No Jose Mourinho in charge. And you always think if you can get them through to the final, he's got a great record in it. Bar, of course, last year. And speaking of last year, Mendilibar was in charge of Sevilla, now in at Olympiacos. They're fairly sizable. But there's noise around Xabi Alonso as well. Um, we're not quite sure how that's going to affect him over the remainder of the season. Didn't affect him at the weekend in the win over Bayern. But if they're going for the title, you know, and they're still, you know, they're three points clear, they're two points clear, and and there's a semi-final of the Europa League coming around. Does he rest players in the Europa League? Whereas he might not have done if they were third, fourth, or wherever. I mean, there's just one or two interesting counterpoints here. How do you see the futures market at the moment? Yeah, I, I like we talked about in the Champions League show. It's it's hard not to uh, look at Leverkusen and be all over them for for the reasons of they're just beating the top teams convincingly. I think from a perspective for them, they're extremely strong at home, and for all of them to be successful in this tournament, they have to take the points in the uh in the first legs but i mean looking looking from a coaching perspective dan i, I think yeah if if you're looking at it from all right they're close to the top of, for a league title and then also competing in the europa league um i think you're just gonna have to deal with the with the schedule and 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 hopefully avo avoid injuries right that that's the best bet you gotta you gotta put your best 11 on the field at all times for for both competitions and and that brings up good points right uh health fatigue there'll be likely some rotation in some capacity but it, it it adds to the complexity towards the end of the season yeah i think you're right though semi-finals and finals the coaches put the best teams out it, it, that's just the way it goes isn't it um we did add some plays in december steve mentioned launch um final and i think will you threw those in wills on levy cusum at 20 to 1 anything else will that you want to throw in when it comes to europa league futures i quite like uh atalanta actually uh, I think plus 2,500 is too big. You know, it's the same price as Villarreal and Galatasaray. I think they're a far, far better team than those two sides. They're certainly rated higher according to my ratings. Um, yes, they are in a battle for top four in Serie A, which could become problem problematic when it comes to prioritisation. But um, they certainly have the quality and form to justify being shorter. They've won seven of nine, including wins of... Uh, against Lazio and AC Milan and according to my ratings only Liverpool and, and, and Bayer have have higher ratings so uh, they've also got a buy through to to the next round as well having won their group so Atalanta is starting to appeal. Uh, anything from Steve and RJ that you want to throw in at this stage when it comes to outright plays? Ooh, do you know what Will's got me thinking about Atalanta there that that's a big price for a team that's already through the next round. And um, I do believe they would get second leg advantage at home in that round because of their higher seed, I think. I'm not 100% sure about that. It can make can be a difference maker. No, if I'm happy to be on Lons now. I think they can give me a little bit of a run for my money. And there's no really any other side. Maybe Benfica at 20 to 1 was someone I'd look at. RJ? Yeah, I, I actually agree with Will. Uh, very much so with Atalanta. They've... they've arguably the strongest team lately in Serie A and, and their form is peaking. So um, at that price, it's very intriguing. Uh, let's have a quick check at the conference, something that we've not really focused on that much, but we've mentioned them in dispatches. When it comes to the futures market, Aston Villa plus 300, Fiorentina plus 600 here, Eintracht Frankfurt plus 900, Lille plus 1100, Ajax 
1300 and and Betis the same price. Um, none of the top four have dropped down from the Europa League here. Um, Will we did talk about Villa and Fenerbahce and Union Saint Gerrois when the draw was made? What are your thoughts when it comes to the the Conference League futures? I still think the best bet in this market is is Union Saint Gerrois plus 2500. Um, I don't think that reflects the quality. I know they're playing in a kind of semi-neutral uh, ground home legs. But uh, yeah, Villa we talked about and we kind of had them down as, as pretty strong favourites, but they have picked up some injuries recently. I know Kamara's got a pretty serious. I think it might be a season ender. He might be out. Uh, they are fighting for top four, obviously, in the Premier League. So yeah, the one that stands out to me is, is USG. RJ? Uh, you know, I think if I had to add anything it would be Fenerbahce at plus 1400 you know Dan you know what they say uh Fenerbahce is a tough tough I've not got a blue well, have um... a, look <laughs> I, I've, I've found a blue card and there it is oh hopefully you that see, goes I'm, in the I'm, rubbish. A, I'm ahead I'm, I'm ahead of the curve it's fairly deep blue but there you go you... that's sin that's sin bin I would say similar to 10 minutes but you've got some tits to is that your wallet Dan no it's my it's, it's my oyster pants oh. Well, that's a dark blue, if anything, Dan. So we'll give it a pass. But hopefully that blue card talk, that's that's just a bunch of rubbish and it goes goes away. But, uh, yeah, Fenerbahce, 65 goals domestically. They have a slew of talent from all over Europe at that price. In this competition, you, you, you try to target those top, those, those big prices because – if you're if you're a team and player, honestly, outside of maybe some monetary perspective, do do you really care about the Conference League? I, I think it does have some benefit for a culture, for a club, for a country. Um, but you try to take those bigger bigger teams here, Steve. Well, I think I actually added Fenerbahce as did. an outright pick. RJ, we pleased to know in the December oh, show, yeah. and um, probably I mean I actually think Villa are deserving favourites. Emery could easily take them to. To glory here. Lille have a little bit more of, a, of an appeal. I think they're playing a lot better than they were back in uh, in December, for example. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually quite happy to be uh, to be on Fenerbahce right now. Seven picks to come for you from the boys when it comes to the Thursday action in the Europa League and the Conference League. We'll deal with the Europa League first and foremost. Thursday, 3pm Eastern, Milan against Rennes. Um, Steve, Milan a short price favourites minus 165 for the first leg. Rena plus 450 here. They are the shortest price futures team, of course, uh, Milan, when it comes to the uh, Europa League. Um, how are we tackling this one? What's the play? Over two and a half goals. A simple straight one here, Dan. Um, I think it's minus 117. And uh, Milan have become a cash cow for, for overs suddenly in the last sort of month or two. Uh, they did have an under at the weekend, but that was against Napoli. And I mean, Napoli are quite turgid, aren't they? I think more on them next week when we talk about them in the, in the uh, Champions League. But uh, I mean, I've, Milan have been great to watch of late. They've got great goal-scoring potential, but I don't fully trust their defence. And I think it's a great match of a styles. Ren have been a lot better since they reappointed Julian Stefan. They've won every single game in 2024. League and Cup combined. Uh, they're scoring goals generally for fun. They're another team, actually, they come into the match on the back of an, of, of an under as well. 1-0 win against La Havre, but they should have been more goals in that game, both ends of the field. So, 
in a way, I quite like it that both sides are coming into the game on the back of an under because it means that goals probably will now flow again that didn't quite come at the weekend. And I think it's a great match to watch. I think Milan are the deserving favourites over the two legs to go through. But Ren, they're no mugs under this current manager. They've got a lot of decent attacking potential. Martin Terrier is now back fully fit, and I think he's a real danger for them. Uh, they've got the likes of Kalim Wendo, the uh, Desiree Due. I mean, we know what Ren's like. It's a conveyor belt of talent, and this manager always, he's, he's his second stint at the club, has historically got the most out of these type of players. He's a really good people manager. He's not the type who's going to come to Italy and just play for a nil-nil draw. So um, I think it's going to be an open game. So the overs straightforward over two and a half goal line um, really did uh, stand out to me down here at uh, it's actually minus 121 now. Um, Overs is a real theme uh, when it comes to the Europa League and the Conference League show, ladies and gentlemen. I can uh, tell you we went a little bit unders for the Champions League, but we're expecting goals in quite a lot of the games that we are featuring, including RJ's first pick here. This is Young Boys Sporting. Young Boys plus 295. Sporting going really well in uh, Portugal, minus 115 the second, but they've got a game in hand at the moment. Young Boys drop down from the Champions League. RJ, um, talk us through this one. We're looking at overs again. What's the line? What's the play? Yeah, Young Boys versus Sporting Lisbon over 2.75 at minus 109. Uh, in the Europa competition specifically, I do like targeting overs. I think there's just a, a, a better... Um, a better chance of it based on you know the team's approach and Lisbon enter the knockout stage as you said finishing second in the um, group D with 11 points yeah right? three wins two draws they demonstrated pretty consistent offensive and defensive balance scored 10 conceded six young boys on the other hand transitioned um, as you said as they finished third in the Champions League group G uh, managed one win in six six matches I think Sporting Lisbon have have a bit of an edge over, over Young Boys just due to their better form at group stages and in their respective competitions. Um, they've only met once historically. I think it was in 2010, and it was a 1-0 victory to Sporting Lisbon. I think, you know, I never, to be honest with you, I typically don't look at, at formations very very much, right? It's just not something I, I typically consider. But I was looking through some of these matches and I noticed that you know Lisbon do have like a three four two one type formation that they that they roll out pretty much consistently, but specifically in the competitive competitions, the um, uh, in the European competitions, and then young boys typically run a four three three, right? So they're going to have more of an aggressive uh, approach, uh, especially being at home. Um, I think they're going to use that to their advantage. They're going to try to throw some different tactics. Uh, Sporting Lisbon have scored 18 goals in, in their last three matches. One of them was a cup match. They scored eight. Um, but uh, no, that wasn't a cup match, actually. But they scored 13, 16 goals in the last three matches. They're in red hot form. The only injuries that I could see was Castriot Emery of Young Boys with the torn LCL and Ivan Fresneda of Sporting with a shoulder injury. He'll be out. Other, other than that, both sides are fully healthy. And over 2.75 here at minus 109 stood out to me. I think both sides will get on the board. And uh, I see Lisbon coming out with, say, a 2-1 type type victory. And that will do us. That's Young Boys versus Sporting. Yeah. We're like over 2.75 uh, minus 109. Um, that one is Thursday, 12.45. All the games are Thursday, of course, in both competitions. Uh, 12.45 Eastern is also final order against uh, Roma. Final order minus 104. Roma plus 295. Draw plus 245 here. This is a third meeting between the two in the last three years. 
uh, Roma have prevailed on both occasions. Uh, Will, I don't know how much we, we read into that form. It is recent, but it's still a little bit odd, isn't it? Because managers, well, not for final, but Roma managers has changed. Um, and obviously they're in different places in terms of their league position. So how are we going about this one and what do you like? Yeah, slightly frustrated. We couldn't record this show a week or so ago because final did open around about the plus 120 mark and I was desperate to get on that. They've been backed into, I think they're minus 103 now. And that's that's about kind of as low as I'd go, but I still think there's a bit of value in them here. I think these are two teams on very different trajectories. You've got a, a very young, exciting final team where I think a lot of their core key young players are kind of starting to really blossom against a, a quite turgid, potentially aging Roma squad where lots of their key players are kind of reaching the upper bounds of their of their peak years. So I do I do fancy I do fancy final to get the job done in this in this in this first leg. Um, they did they have met in three previous occasions. Final actually did get the better of Roma in the in the home in the home leg in last year's uh, Europa League quarter final. They ultimately went out an extra time in Rome in the second leg, and then there was a tight affair in in the first ever Conference League final of the 2021-22 season. But I just think the trajectories of the two teams since those games, they're going in opposite directions. If you look at the XG supremacy progression for Feyenoord at the 2021-22 season, they out-XG'd their opponents by plus 1.15 goals per game in the Eredivisie. That increased to 1.26 XG supremacy in the 22-23 season and increased to 1.45 so far this season. So there's a clear upward trajectory in their, their form, one of the best kind of metrics around their form. Roma, on the other hand, are going the other, the other way. They had an XG supremacy of plus 0.55 of a goal in Serie A in the 2021-22 season. That dipped to plus 0.23 of a goal in the 22-23 season. And this season, it's been down as low as 0.15 of a goal. So there's that. And if you look at try and look at an explanation as to why this hypothesis of mine is is happening you've got to look at the fact that Feyenoord they've got extremely high player turnover in the off season they they often lose a lot of their best players this off season they didn't really they 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 also brought in some great replacements Calvin Stengs Ayase Uyeda Luka Ivanusic and Rami Zaruki which more than supplemented their losses, but it's their key players. Their key young players are maturing very quickly and becoming potential superstars. Santiago Jimenez, 19 goals and 20 Eredivisie starts. Mats Weyfer, Lucharel Gertrida, Quilinci, Hartmann, all Dutch, Dutch national team starters at the age of 23, 24 and 22 respectively. And then you've got Quentin Timber who's likely to make that move up from the under 21 soon. So they're the kind of a core of the Dutch national team at the moment. On the other hand, if you look at the ages of the key Roma players, you've got Dybala and Lukaku, both 30, Cristante, Paredes and Pellegrini, 28, 29 and 27 respectively. And an aging defence as well. I mean, I'm not sure it's necessarily fair to say players between the age of 27 and 30 are ageing. But they just seem to have something a little bit stale about them at the moment. And, and, and I'm trying to look for some sort of justification for the regression in their, their XG supremacy numbers over the years. And then look at that in context of the three ties we've already talked about between these two teams. 
And, and I think the timing is right for Feyenoord to exert their dominance, especially at home. Uh, the fortress de Coip, where they have a fantastic record in front of a vociferous home support. So at minus 103, it's just about the right price. I'm sure, you know, Roma will come in and try and exert their experience. They certainly have the edge in that regard. But uh, I think all of the kind of front-footed dynamism is going to come from this final team and Roma will just be trying to keep them out. Yeah, really good bet, I think, this one. Uh, Feyenoord just a shade shorter than even money going to be lively at De Kuyp. Feyenoord mm. and Roma fans... Um... That is a tough the, place to go, yeah. isn't it, Dekai? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been to the Dekai. That That is a very, very tough place to go. There's no red card there. I'm just good at it. I don't, mm, I don't, I don't really want to go back to Mourinho. Me. Mourinho against uh, Boldy. Uh, Arnie Slot, yeah. 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 I mean, the, the interesting thing, I, I, I did the Roma game at the weekend. I mean, De Ross is in charge. He, he won the first three, but all the three, all the three games were against you know teams in the bottom four in Serie A as soon as they've come up against a better side. And I know that they went from 1-0 down to 2-1 and were beaten 4-2 in the end. But I, I, I think that they're not that good, to be honest. But we shall see. We like Feyenoord. Um, Steve, let's get to your next player. This is Benfica Toulouse here. Um, Toulouse are, are a big price. Benfica, we sort of quite like on the outrights. How are we getting with Benfica or not? What do you like in this first leg in the Portuguese capital? I, I was really, really torn here, Dan. I still am, even... I'm even thinking about switching my pick. Um, really torn. Remember, Never change remember, your mind. Remember that song? What was it Natalie and Brulia in the mm. late nineties? Was a good. Yeah, song, is this a Natalie? I like this. Yeah. This is yeah. a Nat. Yeah, we'll call it that. We'll call these ones sort of a Natalie bet now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was really to- the bet I'm going with is over two point seven five goals at minus one oh eight. But I could equally, equally look at the Benfica handicap minus one point two five Asian. Handicap minus one twenty-five because I really do think they could put up a big number on to lose here. But if if this ends two nil exactly, I'm going to go absolutely mad. I really am. But I think Benfica are well capable of covering this goal line all on their own. I think there's a huge golfing class between the teams. I mean, Benfica are one of the, the the top sides in Portugal. I know they didn't have a good Champions League group, but a lot of that was down just the first round where they had to freak um, red card and penalties against uh, Salzburg. I think it was. In the end, they, they kind of regained some respect to qualify for this competition. Um, to lose, I mean, I'm on them actually to go down directly um, in, in France. They, they could end up being relegated. I don't think they're particularly good. Um, you know, they're struggling down there. I think they will just about survive, but they're struggling down there in the, in the bottom reaches of the Ligue 1 table. Let's remember, they only qualify for this competition because they won the French Cup last season. Um, and... I think that this is priced up based on what the two teams' perform performances were in the group stages. Toulouse were surprisingly competitive in the group stage. They actually beat Liverpool. And I think the main reason for that is that they had a good good go in that game. They've got, in the linger up front, they do have a strike you've got to respect and they can be dangerous on the break. That's partly why I've gone with the over here. I wouldn't be surprised if they nabbed a, say, a consolation or something on, on the counter-attack. But I just don't think they've got anywhere near enough quality to deal with Benfica, who should really get the... I mean, Benfica are usually a side full of goals. To lose, I watched them in, the, in a French Cup recently. They lost against a third-tier side called Rouen. And I never liked their defence at all. I think the goalkeeper's had a good season. He's, he's actually saved their bacon quite a few times. So I've got... If, if I'm ever in, in doubt, Dan, between a handicap and the goal line, I'll always go with the goal line. And that's what I always tell myself. So I've gone with the over mm-hmm. 2.75 at minus 108, which I think is a big, um, quite a low line, actually, when you've got a favourite 
close to a minus one and a half Asian handicap favorite. Yeah, uh, Steve, if it makes you... I'm sorry, Dan. I was just going to say, Steve, if it makes you feel any better, I, I had a very strong lean. I almost made this an official play because this looked this looks strong to me as well. Benfica should should roll. Um, but yeah, I, I like this as well. Over 2.75 goals is the play. Lean from RJ as well. That one is 3 p.m. Eastern Thursday, 12.45 Eastern is Galatasaray, Sparta, Prague. And uh, we would not have a Europa League show without a prop bet from RJ. So RJ... What's the market? What's the play here for Galatasaray, Sparta, Prague? Yeah, thanks, Dan. I, I, I've uh, become accustomed to these prop plays, specifically corners. Uh, I think they've done pretty well for us. So looking at uh, Galatasaray, Sparta, Prague, over 9.5 at minus 106. Galatasaray entered this match after uh, securing the third spot in the Champions League, which dropped them down. And, and Sparta Prague have been pretty strong overall throughout this Europa League uh, group stage competition. Um, Galatasaray, under the guidance of Okan Burik, like as as I stated about um, Fenerbahce, Galatasaray have a, a very strong squad full of European stars, pedigree. Um, their recent performance against Basek Seher. Um, you know, domestically, they look pretty good. I think they won 2-0 over the weekend. In fact, they, they, they've they allowed uh, no goals uh, in, in quite a few home matches so far this season. They've been very consistent defensively. Sparta Prague, on the other hand, beat Carv Carvina um, in the Czech domestic league, uh, and they, they're sitting atop of the, the, the Czech league. So... You know, this match has some significant moment um, for the for the story of these teams. They haven't faced each other since 1997-98 in the Champions League, so it's been quite some time. Uh, Galatasaray have had a, you know, ch challenging journey through the Champions League, but arguably, you know, with the price there, minus 143, I, I like them. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough place uh, to, to visit, and I think overall, overall, right, this, this, I couldn't figure out a way to, to to back from a side perspective, even over and under. I you know it's over two point five for a reason. I think it will be a tightly contested battle. But the corners, this was the the, the highest tally from a, a domestic perspective and factoring in tournaments. Both sides average eleven point three corners, coincidentally, which typically you don't see an exact. But um, 64, 65 percent of the time, we see over nine point five corners for these sides in their respective home and away spots. So when you're averaging just over eleven, I like the cushion here that we have. Um, I think we could see at least ten, which would get us over the mark, and and arguably the the best prop play that I could find, even from a card corner shot on target perspective in the Europa League this week. That's uh, Galatasaray, Sparta, Prague. We like the corners. The averages work out over nine and a half. Uh, it's uh, shade under even money, minus 106. Uh, welcome along to Conference Corner. Two plays uh, from uh, the boys, one from Steve, one from Will, as we drop down into the uh, third competition in Europe. We have got uh, Ajax Berda and uh, Servette Ludigretz to look at. Uh, Steve, you're first up with Ajax against Berda Glint time on uh, commentary duty for this one. So apologize already to the worldwide listeners if you're tuning in. Ajax are short price favorites. Uh, but a plus 4.15, I could probably make a case for that, but you're making a case for a different market, Steve. Yeah, I've just got to get this cat out of the way who's in front of me. Um, who's let the cat but, out of the bag? Uh, <laughs> this is my best bet of the week, right? Over 3.25 goals at plus 105. I, I think this is right for a crazy scoreline. Um, I mean, I think the last time we did one of these shows, I actually backed Ajax and they won. 
it was a nervous bet, but they got the job done for me. Um, I mentioned John Van Ship had come in and, and steadied their ship as such. But they're just as wild, really, aren't they, when you when you look at the, the, the scores that he's had since he, he's took over. They're a big overs team. They score goals, but they concede goals. It's, I suppose, in a way, quite typical of Ajax down the years. But what you just don't feel with Ajax, they don't have any any, any element of control in games. So um, they're kind of so haphazard and wild that you're always drawn towards overs. Against the Norwegian champions, Buda Glimt. And I suppose the big news is that Armel Pellegrino has, has left. He's just gone to MLS in the last week. He's moved to the San Jose Earthquakes, who actually looked at their outright price for MLS. And I'm already interested in, in 66 to 1 with Bet Rivers for Quakes for the are terrible, Earthquake. aren't they? Will? Will? Well, they won't be now. Quakes they are shocking. Be brilliant now. They're yeah. going to be brilliant now. Quakes have been useless for years. Will, haven't they? Yeah, but a lot can change in MLS in the <laughs> offseason. A, a lot can change. I'm telling you, get on the San Jose Earthquakes, in, at least in some sort of capacity. Um, but what, what they've done is they're replacing with two very good players, former players as well. Hawkon Evian and Jens Petter Holger, who, I mean, they're far too good, really, for, for, for Norwegian football. And they're going to come into the side and already make a big difference. They've um, they beat Malmo 4 0 in a friendly recently. They look quite good. There's been a big off-season move, actually, at Klimt. They, they brought in an assistant manager from their biggest rivals, Tromso. They, they've actually signed the Tromso manager as their assistant. And they've also brought in one of Tromso's best players on a free transfer. So they're absolutely hated up there now. This rivalry in the Arctic Circle, it's a bit like Liverpool bringing in Sean Dyche as an assistant for the rest of the season. Probably then due to take over in, in the summer. It's a crazy situation, but they're incredibly well coached. I think they'll I actually think they've got a chance over the two legs. So historically, Norwegian teams do struggle uh, straight out of the bat from their, their own winter break. But uh, they can come here and absolutely make a huge nuisance of themselves. They've got some quality players, especially midfield and attack. The only situation I don't like for Glimt is the goalkeeper position, which is great for the overbet, isn't it? So, um, I mean, this could be one of those matches where we do one of RJ's ladders, like over three and a half, over four and a half, even over five and a half. Like this could, I don't know, this could end something crazy, three all or something. But over 3.25 goals down, plus money with Bet Rivers, plus 105. This is my best bet of the whole week. There you go, best bet before I even ask for it in the Ajax Birder game. I hope it is, as I say, I'm commentating on that. one could always do with plenty of goals. And Will, you've got Savette Ludogrets to look at um, Thursday, 3pm. And we, we played Savet quite a lot on the overs. Um, this one is tight in terms of the money line, plus 150, plus 180, respectively. I mean, Savet are going to be one of those sides that have played in the Champions League, qualies, Europa League group stages, now in the Conference League. Is this their level? What do we like here? I mean, this is, this is one of my themes from a Conference League kind of analysis this week is, is a model place. So I'm looking at kind of teams that that statistically are being undervalued or overvalued. And actually both Norwegian teams in this competition fell into the undervalued bracket as far as my model is concerned. And I had a chat with with Steve offline about this and was keen to kind of take side with both Norwegian teams. But I've settled for for the next best option uh, because of the uncertainty with the Swedish, uh, the Norwegian teams about the winter break. I've kind of settled for the next best option in terms of model value. And that is Servet from the Swiss League. They're taking on Ludogorets, uh, Bulgarian, uh, perennial uh, Europa League and Conference League and sometimes Champions League mm -hmm. um, competitors. 
it's it's really in conclusion it's a case of two similar level teams and one with home advantage the main line is draw no bet actually here i've decided to go for a bigger price and a bit more risk on the minus a quarter at plus 114 um if if you look at the form of the, the home form of Servettes, um in ucl qualies they're actually they're actually pretty good they drew at home to 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 gonk or genk i always get that pronunciation wrong on the draw no bet line. You're in good company. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I've quite a few pronunciations in that final game, but um, I'll try and take it easy on them in this in this one. And then at home to Rangers, also a one-all draw. They went off on, on the plus a quarter line, on the Asian line. And for me, both both of those two teams, Rangers and Genk, it's significantly better than, than Ludogorets. If you move on to the Europa League qualification home form in the group stage, they earned a very respectable uh, draw at home to Roma. They created 2.42 XG at home to Sheriff Tiraspol in a 2-1 win, and they were beaten 2-0 by a very good Slavia Prague team. Of those three, I'd argue Ludogorets are probably closest to the level of Sheriff, and Savet went off minus three-quarter favourites on that day. So, so it's it's hard to really see how the main Asian line here has been set at draw no bet. Um, on top of that, Ludogorets are traditionally very poor travellers. In the last two seasons, they've lost to the likes of Shamrock Rovers, Dinamo Zagreb, who are, who are pretty good. Uh, Balkani from Kosovo. Olympia Ljubljana from Slovenia. Um, Astana from Kazakhstan. Nordstalund, not not too bad from Denmark. 7-1 that game. And, and Anderlecht, who are not too bad from Belgium. Over the same period, they've only had three away wins in total, all of which really have asterisks against them. A 2-1 group stage win in this year's Conference League. Uh, to Slov- Slovak Minos Spartak Tavana, who had nothing to play for. Uh, 1-0 Europa League qualification win away to Ajax, who were uh, <laughs> a very up-and-down team. Who Ajax were actually 4-1 up from the first leg in that game, so they could mm-hmm. afford to kind of take their foot off the pedal. And we all know Ajax have had a very um, up-and-down season. And a 1-0 away win to last season, in last season's Champions League qualifiers to Montenegro Miller Minos whose name I'm not even going to try and pronounce. Um, <laughs> Give it a go. No, I can't. I can't go there. I've, I've, I think I've had the best of the pronunciations overall <laughs> on this show, so I'm going to take the win. Um, but, but yeah, so, I mean, they have lost their top scorer, Bedia, to Union Berlin over the winter transfer window, but I still think they have enough to get the win here. In conclusion, it's it's two similar, very equal, similar strength teams, one with home advantage, which is significant in this kind of tie. The main Asian line is drawn a bet, but I'm happy to take my chances on the minus a quarter at pretty decent plus money, plus 114. Plus 114, the play. So that minus a quarter ball in their game against Ludogrets. Let's get some best bets before we go. We know Steve's already. Uh, RJ, what's your best play? I'm going to go Galatasaray versus Sparta over 9.5 corners at, at minus 106. Corners have been good for RJ and the show over the course of this season. Will, what's your best pick? My best pick is Sovet minus a quarter plus one one four, and also conference corner for Steve. Just remind us, hmm. it is definitely Ajax against Budoglim over three point two five goals is the best bet, and uh, you know I do like those earthquakes in MLS now. <laughs> RJ, you got a thought on the quakes? I didn't ask you before. I just know that when um, Almeida was in charge, I made such a big deal about him getting the job, and he was useless. And they're always bottom of the West. Don't know if they still are. I don't cover the games anymore, so my interest is gone. 
Yeah, they. Uh, what well, remind me again? What was the big signing? Well, Armel Pellegrino has moved from Budapest. Right, I tell from, you now. Okay, only yes. uh, there's only one player in that league who will be technically better than him. And that is Which is Messi, so. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I was going to say, who do, who do you think? No, I, oh, I think no. that's a massive. I, that's right. Sorry, you know, you know, I track about seventy-eight different. Yeah, I know. Teams, so I just needed a quick. You could reminder, tell us about but... that Montenegrin uh, team. Don't worry about that. I know. Yeah, I when Balkani and Kosovo uh, Will got me uh, fired up there. Uh, by the way. Great job on the pronunciation, gentlemen. I mean, well, as you already you've already tooted your horn, so to speak, is is the top. Um, I am not that level of from pronunciation. <laughs> I am learning from you guys as we yeah. as we go along here. So uh, I don't think you do learn work. from us. I, I I just think you just dismiss us and think, yeah, well, whatever. If I'm winning, just do I don't it. Care what they're called. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, the big question is: res- is it, it Gonk or Genk? It's got to be Genk. It's definitely Genk. Yeah, I I, I, I get that one. Don't know. <laughs> I think that's mm. be Genk. Um, no, but- right. But go on, RJ. Well, I don't know if I answered your question, but Amal no. Pellegrino, massive signing. The the Quakes usually, you know, struggle every year. The the fun part about that team is they usually concede the most goals or close to the most goals in MLS. So now that they got some attacking power, uh, it could be an interesting team to target. It could be like the sure. Lions, you know, like come from nowhere and suddenly get the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, look, you know, MLS is not on our radar yet. You never know. Things might change. Um, but for uh, well. this betting weekly extra time Europa League and Conference League edition, that is your lot. Many thanks to Steve, Will and RJ. Stay up to date with all of the content from the betting weekly team on our YouTube channel from all of us. For now, though, it is goodbye.